Welcome to Gracefield Grit. I'm your host, Lana Stinner, and we are chatting all about growing your faith, family, and the backyard farm. Here at the Gracefield Homestead, we are having honest, hard, and authentic conversations with some amazing guests about getting back to the basics and what's important in life. We are not for everyone, and we don't clean up our conversations, so you will get the unedited chat. Each episode, you can expect practical tips and encouragement. I am so honored to have you join us today, so grab a cup of coffee and let's do this thing. Hey, friend. Welcome back to the Gracefield Grit Podcast, episode number 117. This week, we're in the great state of Texas at the infamous Dallas Market. This is where the retailers, boutique owners, and all kinds of others come to purchase items for their stores. This place is known worldwide. It is my very first time coming here, and I am here with my publisher, Harvest House, for a fun event with food, speaking, meeting wonderful people, and promoting my upcoming Gracefield Homestead cookbook. This feels a bit epic and like a full circle moment for me after a long waiting game. So last week I celebrated another trip around the sun, and as you know, I'm in my 50s now, and I wanted to chat today about waiting on God. This is one struggle that I have not yet overcome, but I have made lots of progress in this area recently that I can look back on during this birthday month and appreciate what God has brought me through and is still working out. I want to share some of my experiences and Bible verses with you in hopes that it will help you if you're impatient like me and are in the middle of a waiting game. So let's dive in. If you're like me, in this fast-paced world, I personally get frustrated if my same-day Amazon shipping shows up at 6 p.m. instead of 4, especially when the tracking said it would be here earlier. Families can run through a drive through in three minutes and have an entire dinner of cheeseburgers and fries without baking the bread for the buns, cutting a potato, or even firing up the grill. We don't have to drive to the public library and look things up on leather-bound encyclopedias or even microfish. (laughs) Now I'm really dating myself here. We have instant access to all the world's data in the palm of our hands, and that can make us a frustrated person, always in a hurry, looking for those quick results. Having had four Henri kiddos, we made it a point to have regular date nights throughout our marriage. Grandma would watch our kiddos for a couple of hours, or when the older ones were of age, they watched the littler ones. And (laughs) I'm just now hearing about some of those battles. Oh my goodness. Uh, Many of our date nights throughout our marriage used to be dinner and a movie. Well, and a lot of them were a Home Depot run. So romantic, right? But now we no longer have to drive to the movie theater and stand in line for the new blockbuster movie. It's on our phone or our smart TV at home. And I miss that. And we do occasionally still go to the movie theaters, but it is not the normal date night that we used to have. I totally miss that. And it's just not the same. We have grown accustomed to instant gratification. And for those of us that are believers and have a strong prayer life and relationship with God, it can be discouraging to be in a season of waiting without those quick results that we're so used to. 
I'll be honest, waiting on God feels archaic and so beyond frustrating for me. I am very impatient. It's like a constant ebb and flow. I may finally be experiencing some breakthrough in one area of my life as I'm enjoying all the activities and joy in Dallas, and yet I'm still praying for this one family member or something else, and it feels like God has left the building and isn't hearing my prayers anymore, although I know that that is not true. Like I said, I've made progress in this area of waiting, and I want to share some of those verses with you that helped me in case you're also in a season as well. For many of us, especially if we are praying for something biblical and godly and not some random material thing that we don't need, we can lose heart and think he's not hearing us if he doesn't make it happen on our timeline. For me, that has been praying for a situation with one of my children or my parents' health or many other things. As Christians, we are called to trust in God's timing and to wait patiently for his plans to unfold in our lives. Waiting on God is not a sign of weakness or inaction. Instead, it is a testament of our faith and an opportunity for God to work in ways that we cannot even comprehend or see in the moment. It starts with trusting in God's perfect timing, which is not natural for me at all. Waiting on God, it requires us to surrender our own desires and trust in His perfect timing. It's human nature to want immediate results. We want what we want, but God's ways are higher than ours. And the Bible reminds us this in Isaiah 55, 8 through 9. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways. As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways and my thoughts higher than your thoughts. When we patiently wait on God, we acknowledge his sovereignty and his ability to work all things together for our good. That Romans 8, 28, you know that that's my life verse if you know me at all. And here it is. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. He works for the good of us. And the second thing is developing spiritual maturity. And this helps us recognize that we are even in a season of waiting. We might not even know that we're waiting. During that wait, God molds and shapes our character and I rarely like when that happens, but he does it and he does it well. I don't know about you, but it's during all my struggles that I lean on him and get closer to him. As an independent feisty woman that likes to get things done all by myself, many times I'm trusting in my own work ethic or my ability to make things happen to get us out of a mess. For me, that's the easy route instead of praying, trusting, and waiting on God. But waiting on God cultivates that patience, that perseverance, and even the humility that we actually need some help. We actually need to rely on him and rely on someone else. As we surrender our own plans, we learn to rely on God's strength and his guidance. I love that James 1-4 verse, and it states, let perseverance finish its work so that you may be mature and complete not lacking anything. The waiting process can be uncomfortable, 
But it is in those moments that we grow spiritually and become more Christ-like. It's like a light bulb goes off and we finally get it. The third thing that happens during this wait is that we draw closer to God. There's a verse in Psalms that is such a good one. Actually, the entire book of Psalms is a good one to read if you're in a season of waiting. David is continually crying out to God, where are you? When are you going to show up? What I'm asking for is godly. Why haven't you fixed this situation yet? Over and over and over. And whenever I'm feeling that frustration that God is not showing up to fix my problems on time, I go back and reread Psalms. And I, that is why I devoted an entire season two of this podcast to the book of Psalms, because it's so, so powerful and has helped me through some very difficult times of waiting. <laughs> not so patiently. I'm not a patient waiter. Psalms 27, 14 says, wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. It is in the stillness and silence that we hear God's gentle whisper and experience his unexplainable peace. And I can tell you that in one of my waiting periods, I had that unexplainable peace and it didn't make logical sense to anyone around me. When I was diagnosed with the peach-sized brain tumor, I didn't know the outcome, the deficits I was going to experience, or if I would even survive it. I literally became a different person during that waiting period, full of peace. That had to be supernatural because that was not my normal personality at all. Philippians 4, 7 is another good one to jot down and to remember. And it says, the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. He guarded my heart and gave me that peace that did not make sense in the middle of that uncertain chaos. And here I am years later, no deficits, no cancer, no nothing, except for a huge trust in him. I definitely grew closer and I am so thankful for that situation because I can't get enough of God and all of his goodness now. He drew me in through that horrible waiting period. So all that to say, the point is to draw you closer to him during the wait. The last thing that happens when we wait on God is that we receive his best for us. We have a lot of resources at our fingertips and can make things happen. But when we rush ahead of God's timing, we risk settling for less than his best for us. Waiting on God positions us to receive his perfect plans and blessings. And it's still so hard to do. Psalm 37, seven, another good one says, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. God's timing is never late. It is always perfect. He knows what is best for us. And when we patiently wait, we open ourselves up to his abundant blessings. Many, many times after a long wait, our answer to the prayer was not what we thought it should look like, or even a flat out, the answer was a hard no. Every single time that was the case for us, years later, it's crystal clear why it was a no, and now we are so thankful for that no. At the time, we couldn't see what he was doing, but now it's crystal clear. He is a good father and he is caring for us while we're in the middle of that wait. His timing is perfect and his motivation is pure. 
And he will use every single bit of our struggle and the mess we have for his good. Those of us that love the reclaimed lumber DIY projects and those old furniture rehabs can understand this picture in the same way that he takes our mess, takes his time and a lot of his work behind the scenes to make a masterpiece of that situation. Just like our greenhouse made up of busted lumber and old windows, he is the ultimate carpenter and knows exactly what needs to be done first and what needs to wait to the end. And it rarely, rarely looks like what we planned for, but his ways are always better and no prayer is wasted. So be encouraged, my friend, if you're in a season of waiting, waiting on God is not a passive act. It is an active expression of faith and trust in God. And it is one of the hardest things in life. At least for me, it has been. Through waiting, we learn to rely on God's timing and develop a deeper intimacy with him. Let's embrace the blessings that come from that waiting, knowing that God is faithful and his plans for us are good. So turn it over. Find strength in the waiting, knowing that God is up to something. I love that verse in Galatians 6, 9. Let us not become weary in doing good, for at a proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. Keep up those prayers, immerse yourself in those scriptures, and hold on tight. God is good, and he loves you. Thank you for joining us today in this episode of Grace-Filled Grit. I know that your time is valuable and I truly appreciate you being here. I hope it was helpful and that you'll share it with a friend. In order to schedule amazing guests on our show, we could use some good reviews. So if you've enjoyed this episode, I'd be honored if you could head over to the podcast app on your phone, tap the album art for the Grace-Filled Grit podcast, scroll down to the bottom of the page and write a review. I'm looking forward to our next episode and I hope you'll join us again. Blessings to you today, friend, as you live out your own grace-filled grit.